ask you a question this morning before we dig into God's Word. How many of you are thankful? Yeah, that's, that's pretty weak. That's pretty weak. You know what? What's sad is, it's kind of what I expected. Let me ask you one more time. How many of you are thankful today? Amen. All right, that's so much better. And uh, whether you eat earlier or later is going to depend on your, in, your activity with me this morning. Okay? So, so I know it's cold outside, and I know what cold weather tends to do. It tends to make us, like, do this and, like, just want to sit down and just... But we ain't outside, and, and, and it's going, I'm, I look, I'm fired up. I'm fired up because uh, God's Word is good, and it's always good. Uh, it's not circumstantial. Um, it, I, I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be here. Uh, I'm thankful to be here with you. I'm thankful that you are here. Uh, I'm thankful to God for everything, everything that He is. Notice I didn't say everything that He has done. I'm thankful to God for everything that He is. He is, first and foremost, my good, good Father. I'm so thankful that God created me in His image, that God breathed His breath into my body, that I am His child. I'm so thankful that God loves me, that God pours out His grace and His mercy upon me. And, And listen, if we... If we have nothing else and no one else to be thankful for, that's enough. It's enough just to be thankful to God. But, but God is so good that He blesses us in so many ways, right? Not only am I thankful to God for who He is, but I'm thankful to God for what He has done for me personally, for what He has done for this church, for what He has done for this community. I'm so thankful to what God is doing. And I'm thankful because God's Word tells me that, that He's never stopped. He has done, He is doing, and God's going to keep doing. And so I'm thankful for who God is. I'm thankful for, for what God does. And today is a day for us to give thanks. I'm going to stress those two words a lot today. Give thanks. Today is a day for us to give thanks, and we get to do that together. I don't want you to just sit down and think about thanksgiving. I want you to truly give thanks today. I want you to give thanks today with your heart. And I want the words of your mouth, right, to overflow from your heart. If you are truly thankful today, you won't have a problem giving thanks. You won't have a problem today saying thank you to God. And I'm talking about out loud, publicly, as we worship. We get to do this together. Is that not a blessing? Do you know that there are some places in the world today that can't do what we're doing right now? Because they will be put to death. They will be persecuted. I thank God that we live in a country where we can do this and not be persecuted yet. (laughs) Because I believe that day might come. You see, as Christ followers, I believe we should live lives of thankfulness. We should live lives of thankfulness. We should live thankfully to God. We should live thankfully for God. I believe as Christ followers, we should live lives overflowing with thankfulness. We should give thanks with our hands, with our mouths, with our lives. We should be people known as those overflowing with thankfulness. When people see you, when they see me, When they hear you, when they hear me as Christ followers, 
When, when this world squeezes us, it may not feel good, but what's inside of us is going to come out. My prayer is that it's thankfulness. We ought to be overflowing with thankfulness. I believe we see it in, a, in the Old Testament. I believe we see it in the New Testament. I believe we see it in every word of God. So this morning, we're going to do something just a little bit different. Last week, Brother, Brother Brandon stood in the pulpit and preached for me. And I thank God for that. This morning, I'm thankful to be back in the pulpit and preaching, but this morning, I'm going to ask you to preach with me, okay? We're going to preach the Word together. Now, don't get nervous. I'm not going to call you out and make you stand up here, I don't think. Maybe, maybe I will. We got the doors locked, so you can't get out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I do, I want you to participate with me. I want you to preach the Word with me this morning. We're going to read God's Word together out loud this morning, as we focus on God's love and God's goodness. Yes, to us as individuals. I've been doing that all week. I've been all week, I've been saying, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. God, thank you. God, thank you. God, thank you. I've been doing that personally and, and privately. But this morning, th- this is not a personal and private part. This is not a personal and private space. This morning, this is public. And this morning, I'm going to ask you to join me in publicly giving thanks and publicly saying thank you to God by reading His Word. So I want you to do something. I want you to read these verses with me. You can turn in your Bible if you want to, but the the Scripture will be on the screen. We're going to be in Psalm 136 as we begin. Psalm 136. This is an incredible psalm. It's a psalm of David. And David declares thanks to God thanksgiving, praise to God for who He is, first and foremost, but also for what He has done. And so today, we're going to give thanks to the Lord by reading His Word. So I want you to read this with me. We're going to read Psalm 136, verses 1 through 3. The Scripture is on the screen, so I want you to read this with me. Now, remember what I said. If I don't like the preacher's preaching, I ain't going to get up till he gets it right. You know what that means? That means the food's going to get cold if y'all don't preach right. I'm going to make the preacher preach right this morning. Here we go. Verse 1. Let's read it together. What's the first two words? Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of God's His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Okay, that's a warm-up, and you did okay. That's pretty good. What, What two words did we say over and over again? Give thanks to who? To God, to the Lord. Why? Because His love endures forever. That's what just came out of your mouth. But I'm going to tell you something. I hope more than what just came out of your mouth, I hope you know that in your heart. I I hope the words that are coming out of your mouth are truly overflowing from your heart, a heart of thankfulness. So that's the warm-up. Let's read a few more verses together. Psalm 136, verses 23 through 26. Let's read this together. He remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever. He freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. 
His love endures forever. Verse 26, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Amen. Okay, that's pretty good, preachers. Y'all did, y'all did pretty good. Again, the words, the words of this psalm, I believe, are the words of David's heart. David was pouring out thanksgiving to God, and he said, give thanks. I believe he was telling himself, give thanks, David. Give thanks to God. And so this morning, what I, what I am pleading with you, what I am hoping in you and of you is that you are here today to give thanks to the God of gods, to the Lord of lords. Why? Because his love endures forever. That's what we see. That's what we see in this Psalm of David, Psalm 136. God's love for us endures forever. Think about that for just a moment. Listen to me. God loved you before you had a physical form on this earth. Does that not blow your mind? That that blows my mind, right? God's love for me endures forever. In other words, His love for me has always been. Even before I was. On this earth, God's love was for me and for you. His love endures forever. It has no timeline. You and I, you know, we think in this world, we think of a timeline, right? We study history in school and we study uh, about the ancient world and we study about the new world and we study these these timelines. and, and, And so we're so time accustomed. Listen to me. God's love has no timeline for you or for me. His love endures forever. God has always been. God is and God always will be. John tells us in his letter, and he, in his letters, but he also tells us in his gospel that God is love, right? So what does that mean? That means God love. His love always has been. His love still is and his love always will be. Think about that for just a moment. You and I ought to give thanks for who God is. God is love and his love is for you. And it endures forever. There's nothing that can stop God's love for you. There's nothing that can withhold or withstand God's love for you and for me. And so for that, we ought to give thanks. I didn't say sit down and think about it. We ought to stand up and shout, thank you God for who you are and for your love for us. I I think it's safe to say there were probably some people standing up shouting yesterday giving thanks. To LSU for beating Arkansas. I've seen some of you and you've seen me at some ball games when our kids score the winning goal. We got no problem standing up and giving thanks and shouting out when something like that happens. Why can't we be that passionate and that vocal and that public when it comes to God in our lives? I'm going to tell you, those of you that like to sit quiet, right, and do nothing, you're going to be disappointed when it gets to heaven. Because it ain't going to be no sitting down and being quiet and being all shy and bashful when it comes to heaven. The light of God's glory is going to be on full display. And I'm going to tell you, I believe it's on full display today. God came to us in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. His glory has been revealed. Are are we numb to it? I, I mean, how can we not... Shout out from the rooftops, God, you are good. Thank you for your goodness to me. 
Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done. Lord, let me be a man who gives thanks. I love this because not only does God's love endure forever, God's love never changes. Amen? Don't you, don't, don't you love that? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, read God's Word. God's love never changes. God's love was the same yesterday that it is today, and it'll be the same tomorrow. Aren't you thankful that God's love is not circumstantial? Huh? Let me, let me go back to that whole LSU thing. In 2019, everybody was an LSU fan because they won every ball game, one of the greatest teams in football, NCAA football history, right? Oh, everybody. But then 2020 came. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how Coach O went from hero to goat, right? The, the hero and the goat to sacrificial lamb in one year, right? Fell off that national championship. We had a, a subpar year, and then 2021 came, and we had a really bad year. And he's got to go, right? Do you think we might have some circumstantial LSU fans? If you're winning, right? Yay. If you're losing, you stink. Something's got to be done. We got to make changes. And I'm using that just as a little illustration. Aren't we like that in so many areas of our lives? In our relationships, right? It's circumstantial. What have you done for me lately? How do you make me feel? Let me tell you something about God's love. It is not circumstantial. Aren't you glad God's love is not based on you? I'm so glad God's love is not based on me. I'm so glad God's love for me is not based on me. It's who He is. See, God's love never changes. It's always been, it is, and it always will be enough overwhelming. That's what God's love is. It's overwhelming. And I don't know about you, but when I think about God's enduring love, God's never changing love for me, I can't help but say, thank you. I give thanks to you, God, for who you are. You are love. Thank you, God, for sharing your love with me, pouring your love on me. I'm not going to make you read this passage, but I I do want you to hear it. I do want you to see it with your eyes. I I can't get away from David. You know, Psalm 136 is a psalm of David. And, you know, David in the Bible is a man known after God's own heart. Was David perfect? (laughs) No. Like, we could could start rattling off some of David's flaws, couldn't we? We could. Adulterer, murderer, liar. I mean, we could... He's got a good checklist. He's got a pretty good checklist. But did God's love for him ever change? No. And I believe that's why David was not just private with his thanksgiving to God. He was public. As a matter of fact, I want want you to look at this. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, David was encouraging his people He was challenging his people. I want you to look at this. 1 Chronicles 16, verses 8 through 11. Listen to what God's Word says. Again, this is David leading his people in public thanksgiving. Verse 8, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. 
Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory in His name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. What an awesome passage of Scripture. What an awesome encouragement. What an awesome challenge that David put before his people. Listen, David wanted his people to focus on God. Focus on God, who He is and what He has done and what He is doing and what He will do. See, I believe Christ followers, David wanted the response. Is that, do you understand? What David wanted was he wanted his people to respond. He didn't want them to just sit and think about God's love and think about God's goodness. No, David said, do something. Do something with God's goodness and God's love. See, I believe as Christ followers, we should respond to God's love and God's goodness with praise and thanksgiving. And that's what David was calling his people to do. We can do this as individuals, absolutely. We can do it as individuals uh, in the privacy of our own hearts, in the privacy of our own homes, our own closets. But I believe what David is showing us is that we could and we should certainly do this together openly and publicly for the world to see, for the world to hear. Our response should not be circumstantial. I want to say that again. Our response to God, when we give thanks to God, it shouldn't be based on our circumstances. Brother Jeff, how can you say that? Why would you say that? Well, let me flip it around. Is God's love for you circumstantial? No. So when it's raining in your life, when it's cloudy and dark in your life, should you give thanks? Absolutely. When it's sunny and pretty and sunshiny and just bubbly and everything, should you give thanks? Absolutely. Your thanksgiving and my thanksgiving should not be circumstantial because God's love for you and me is not circumstantial. What does the Bible say about God's love? Paul says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love was not held back waiting on you to get it all together. God's love was poured out even while you were a sinner. Think about this. Think, think about, and this might be scary, but think about the time in your life when you were just totally against God. You were rejecting God, rejecting His commands, rejecting the Lord, rejecting everything about God. Just think about that time, right, when you were so uh, caught up and enraged and just living sinfully. Think about that for just a moment. God's love for you was great even then. And you want to know something? Maybe you've come to a place, I hope that you've come to a place where you have repented of your sinful heart, repented of your sinfulness. I hope and pray that you've come to a place where you are walking with the Lord through the power of His love, through the power of His grace and mercy, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you something, where you are right now as a Christ follower, God's love has never changed. He loved you even while you were a sinner. And he demonstrated that love in this, that while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. 
God's love endures forever. It never changes. And so our response to God and His love and His goodness should be one of praise and thanksgiving regardless of our circumstances. It should not be momentary. It should not be temporary. It should be a lifestyle. It should be ongoing. It should be daily activity, right, that flows from our hearts to God. And so as David charges God's people in 1 Chronicles 16, I charge you today. Look at the words that he used in that, in that passage. He said, proclaim. Do you know what proclaim means? It, it, it means verbally tell. It doesn't mean sit back and make somebody think what you're thinking. No, it means to say with your mouth. Proclaim, right? What else does he say there? He says to sing. How many of you love to sing by yourself? A lot of you? <laughs> How many of you like to sing out loud for everybody else to hear? N- not as many. Yeah, somebody said, I'd like to. Hey, 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 listen, listen. God gave you that voice. And that voice is beautiful to him. Right? It's beautiful to him. David said, proclaim. David said, sing. He said, praise. And then he uses the word, Tell, tell. Do you see that? Tell people. He says to glory in God, to glory in the thanksgiving, to glory in the thankfulness that you have to God. When I think about glory, I think about you can't help but see it. Think about that for just a minute, right? Glory cannot be withheld. Glory is something that shines brightly. And so think about all these words that David is using. Proclaim, sing, praise, tell, glory. He says to rejoice. Let me ask you something. When you are rejoiceful, when you are rejoicing, right? Is that something you hold inside? Oh, no, 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 no. You light up the phone lines, right? You light up your Facebook page. You light up your Instagram. You light up up your social media. You tell every. When you are rejoicing, you tell everybody about it. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you some good news. Well, David says that when we, when we focus on God and when we give thanks to God, it ought to be out loud. It ought to be out loud. It ought to be public. He says, look to the Lord. Seek His face. And I'm going to tell you when you do that, you can't help but tell others about Him. We, we see this throughout the Old Testament, but I, I believe we also see it in the New Testament as well. You might ask me, Jeff, where, where did you get this idea that we should live lives that are overflowing with thankfulness? Where did you get that from? Well, I got it from Scripture. <laughs> Those are not just words I made up. It comes from the Word of God. I love Paul. I, I love the letters of Paul. And I'm going to tell you something. I looked I, over the past few weeks, I kind of looked at this. Did you know that every letter Paul wrote, whether it was to a church or whether it was to an individual, do you know what it starts out with? Thank you. Go look at it. Go look at every letter. Every letter to the churches and to the individuals. He's going to say thank you. He's going to say thank you. He's going to point to God and he's going to say thank you, God. And then he's going to say, Thank you, people. <laughs> he, he just overflows with thankfulness. I, I love this. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Where did you get this idea, Brother Jeff, that we should be people overflowing with thankfulness? I got it from Colossians chapter 2. 
you've heard me say this many times. I guess if I had to take one letter from Paul, and it was the only letter that I had, I would take the book of Colossians every time. It's, it's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I know Miss Wanda knows that. She and I, we, 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 come, we, we talk to each other, and she'll share a verse of Colossians, and I'll share a verse of Colossians. We just, we coloss each other a lot. <laughs> so, so listen to this. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Look at Paul's focus, and look at the end result. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. What's the focus? What's the focus? Christ. Look at Christ. Think about Christ, right? He says, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And look at those last words. And overflowing with thankfulness overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. Last week uh, was an incredible opportunity for me. And uh, to say that I am thankful, the words don't even... They, they pale in comparison to how I truly feel. Um, right, matter of fact, right about this time, I was hurting. I was hurting. And I, I saw sign after sign after sign that a Sunday school class made for me. Sign after sign after sign. I saw people. Some of you from this church, I saw people waving at me, telling me, you can do it, you can do it, keep going, keep going. There, there were just so many signs. And, and when I was hurting badly, and when I didn't think I could go on, all I could think about was God's Word. God's Word says, whatever you do, whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all for what? For the glory of God. Just give God glory. Marty had made a sign. And that sign was very simple. It said, but God. That's what it said. But God. But God. When I, when I was in a place where I was hurting physically, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was ready to quit. I was ready to give up. I was like, all right, I'm done. All I could think about was, God, you made me. And God, you have blessed me. And God, you have given me. You have given me this life. So why would I quit now? Why would I not praise you? And so I just began inside, because I knew people around me would think I was crazy. But inside, I was just thinking, victory in Jesus. Right? I was singing it, victory in Jesus. I had victory in Jesus. I just kept singing. I kept my focus on Christ. I remembered that Christ was my Lord. I received Him as my Lord. I, I said, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to live this life for Him. I'm rooted and built up. I'm strengthened, right? Strengthened in my faith. And so I just kept saying this. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You don't know how many times I said thank you. 26 miles is a long time to say thank you. And I kept saying it over and over again. I'm going to tell you the reason I crossed that finish line. I believe is because I kept saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, for creating me. Thank you, God, for being my father. Thank you, God, for these people that you put in my life. Thank you, God, for these signs. These signs that you've put everywhere around me, right? I couldn't escape it. I kept turning a corner. I remember, I remember last week when I crossed the finish line, and I'm going to have to get Jeremy because y'all saw me at my weakest point. <laughs> when y'all saw me cross that finish line, I was gassed. I was exhausted. But just a few minutes later, I walked over, and I was asking the guy my official time, and he said, uh, one thing's for sure. He said, you had the, you had the largest fan club. <laughs> he said, your people were everywhere. I said, well, that's my family, that's my church, my church family. I said, you're right. I saw them mile after mile after mile. I'm going to tell you, when you're struggling to give thanks, when you're struggling to live thankfully because you're hurting, whether it be physically, that's what I'm using. I'm using the example of some physical exhaustion, but mental, relationally, when when you're in these tough spots, I'm telling you, you have a choice. You have a choice to look to the Lord. You have a choice to pick your head up and look to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. He will show you Himself. He will reveal Himself. He's not going to hide who He is to you. And when you put your eyes on God, you'll begin to see the signs of life everywhere God is love. And God's love for you endures forever. And God's love for you never changes, even though the circumstances of your life changes, even though how you feel here and how you feel there changes. God never does. Amen? God never does. And you have a choice. I have a choice, right? See, I believe what we see in these passages of Scripture is that as Christ followers, we should respond to God's love with receptive hearts and productive lives. I believe that's what Paul is saying here. When we receive God's demonstration of love, which is Jesus Christ, into our hearts, it changes us. It changes us forever. It changes us from the inside out. Don't you love that? God takes the heart of stone, Ezekiel. He takes the heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh. Why does that matter? Because a heart of flesh can be shaped and fashioned and formed in the hand of God. And that's what he's doing to you. And that's what he's doing to me. It's an ongoing change. And it leads us, right? What God does to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through his word, through Jesus Christ, is he keeps on changing us. He keeps on loving us. He keeps on strengthening us, building us up so that we can live, we can live and be a visible demonstration to a dark world, the love of God. Don't you love what Jesus says in John 15? Some of you, that might be one of your favorite chapters in the Bible, John 15. In John chapter 15, Jesus tells his disciples that they are are God's fruitful branches. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine. That's what he says. I am the true vine. 
Listen to what he says in verses 4 and 5. He says, remain in me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will. Listen to this. This is a promise of God. You will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. But God. Amen? When I didn't think I could pick my foot up again, When I could visually, when I can visually see this corner and know that there's another corner and the finish line's way over there, and my heart begins to fail me. I remember a sign that was held up that said, But God, when you can't do it, He can. When you don't want to say thank you, you can. When you don't feel like saying thank you, you still can. When you don't understand, you still can say thank you. And there's something powerful about a heart that is being held by God that says thank you. There's something powerful that happens. Jesus says you will bear much fruit. Was that circumstantial? Did he say you will bear much fruit when the sun is shining? Is that what it says? No. Jesus' statement in John 15 is not circumstantial. Listen to me. You can bear much fruit whether the sun is shining in your life or not. Because the truth of the, re- you know, the reality is the sun is always shining in your heart. His name is Jesus. So you can bear fruit no matter what this world says and does. You can bear fruit no matter what you feel like, no matter what the circumstances are, you can and you should still bear much fruit. And I'm going to tell you, as I was reading this, I was thinking about the gifts of the Spirit. All the gifts of the Spirit. When I think about the gifts of the Spirit, I think one that we need to remember, and I think one that we need to exercise more often than we are today, is the fruit of thankfulness. Oh yeah, that's a fruit. That's a fruit too. Praising God. Worshiping God and saying thank you, I believe that's a fruit that the Spirit gives us and we ought to bear much of this fruit in our lives. We ought to be known, right? Christ followers should be known as those overflowing with thankfulness. That's what Christ followers should be known for. Christ followers should be known as those overflowing with thankfulness. They are not to be known as this political party or that political party. They are not to be known as this is what we stand for, this is what we don't stand for. Listen to me. All of that is, is <laughs> way, 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 way down. Some of it just needs to be thrown out. What we ought to be known for is people overflowing with thankfulness. Thankfulness to God. Not who we're against, not what we're against but who we are and whose we are and why we are. You know, today, it's a term that we use year in and year out. It's called Harvest Day. Yes, today is a day that we celebrate Harvest Day at Start Baptist Church. It's a day that we we set aside each year to, to say thank you. 
Thank you, God, for what you have done to us and through us. And, and, and I want to tell you, like, even this weekend, I came up here yesterday to help move some tables and stuff, and our women's ministry was already working. Our men's ministry was already working. Our hostess team was already working. I just, I walked around and I just looked at people. And you know what I did? I said, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for the people that you, you have put together. They are glorifying you. I, I think about the tithes and the offerings that, that you gave through Sunday school or you gave when you came in this building. I, I think about the tithes and offerings, not just you gave today, but the, the way you have given financially throughout the year. We, we can't do the things that we do. Without you giving your gifts back to God, and that's what we want to do. We want to take the gifts that you give. And yes, I know many times we think about the money, but it's so much more than that, right? It's the time. It's the effort. It's you. It's, it's you. And, and so I was just thinking about that yesterday. Even when I left here, I left here and there were still people working, doing what they do. I got up this morning, and when I got up and was getting ready, there were already people here doing what they do. Star Baptist Church, we ought to be thankful for what God has done and what God is doing. But I'm going to tell you, I'm thinking, hey, Lord willing, He gives us another day. Thank you for that day. You give us another week. Thank you for that week. Because I know, God, you are good. And I know that your love endures forever, and I know your love never changes. So I'm saying thank you for, yes, what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing, but thank you for what you're going to do. And I can't even see it. We should take the, the fruit of thankfulness and run with it, shouldn't we? You know why I'm saying that. We should take the fruit of thankfulness and run with it. And sometimes the running feels good. Sometimes the running, you're like, oh, yeah. Sometimes the running don't feel too good. <laughs> Sometimes the running gets hard. Sometimes you want to stop running. And sometimes you just don't want to say thank you. I want to encourage you today to think about His love. Brother Andy sings that song a lot. Think about His love. Think about His goodness. Think about God. Think about who He is. He is love. Think about His love. It endures forever. It never changes. Now think about your response to Him. I'm not asking you to respond to me or respond for me. I don't care if you sit down or stand up. Look, that's, that's between you and God. I don't care if you clap like the golf clap. Or if you clap like the LSU Tigers just won against Arkansas. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, look, I, I'm not here to tell you, I'm not here to tell you how you should respond. I'm asking you, think about your response. Think about your response to God. How have you responded to God's love and goodness in your life? How are you responding to God's love and goodness in your life? How will you respond? And yes, I believe it should be private at times. I believe you should practice that 
when no one is looking and no one is watching but God. But I also believe you should practice that corporately. I believe you should practice that publicly. Because when you do that, someone else hears it. Someone that's walking through deep waters. Someone that's walking through hot fire. And we just need to remind each other, don't we? That we get to choose. We, listen to me. We get to choose how to respond. That's not on God. That's on me and you. We, we choose how to respond. Will we proclaim? Will we tell? Will we praise? Will we glory? Will we rejoice? It's easy to say yes when we're standing on the mountain, but how about down in the valley? It's easy to say yes when the temperature's just right, but what about when it gets 32 outside? Or when it's 105? And look, we live in Louisiana, so that might be tomorrow. Do the circumstances, did the circumstances dictate your response? If so, I'm going to challenge you to repent of that. If the circumstances dictate your response to God's good, goodness and God's love, I'm going to ask you to repent of that because that's just wrong. No matter what's going on in your life, you can choose to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I feel good right now. Thank you, God. I'm hurting right now, but thank you, God. I feel like I got a million friends, God. Thank you. I feel like I got no one. But thank you, God. Because I'm going to tell you, when you look to God and you say thank you, He's going to caress that heart. He's going to lift you up. You want to know why? Because Isaiah 43, 1 says, you are mine. That's what God says. He goes on in Isaiah 43 and he says, when the waters get high, you will not drown. You know what else he says? When the fires get hot and you think you're going to burn up, you will not burn up. You want to know why? Because you are mine. Three words. You are mine. It's not based on circumstance. That's based on God. That's who He is. I'm going to ask you again, are you thankful today? Sing about it. Proclaim it. Tell others. Glory in it. God deserves it. God deserves it. This morning we're going to have an opportunity to, uh, to just offer up some thanksgiving through an invitation. As we close, I, just, I want you to do that. I just want you to make this a time of thanksgiving. That This morning, you might be here walking with Christ. Christ is in you. You are in Christ. And, and, and you can raise your hands and say, thank you, God. Do that. This morning, you might be here and you might say, Brother Jeff, uh, I'm not rooted in Christ. Christ is not in me, and, and I'm not in Christ, so what do I do? I'll tell you what you do. You, you repent of your sin. You repent of your sin. You, you, you say, God, I'm guilty. I know your word tells me that I'm a sinner. 
Your word tells me that my sin has separated me from you. But God, your word tells me what Brother Jeff said, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. You, you could say right now, I believe that. I believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that he lived his life perfectly, that he died on the cross because of me and for me, and that he rose from the grave to defeat sin and death so that I might live, so that I might be in Christ and Christ might be in me. You might be able to say for the first time during this invitation, thank you, God. If that's you today, amen. Come, come forward and tell others, right? Tell others. You know what Jesus says? Jesus said, if you deny, before, deny me before man, I'll do what? I'll deny you before my Father. But if you proclaim me, profess me, and tell others about me before man, I'll tell you about my Father. I'll tell my Father about you. I'll proclaim you. And so listen, this morning, whatever God is doing to you, And in your heart this morning, you have an opportunity. You have a choice today. You can say thank you. Whether it's for the hundredth time or the thousandth time or for the first time, you can walk out of this place overflowing with thankfulness. It's your choice.